Hey guys, Laura here. I wanted to invite you to my Authenticity Workshop on Friday, May 24th. The title of this workshop is Authentic Expression and Why It Will Make You Wealthy. And I use the word wealthy not specifically in the traditional sense, although that's true as well, but also holistically wealthy, um, leading to a life of joy, abundance, and expansion. Because when we learn to authentically express, there's nothing more powerful. And once we learn it, and we bring it to our nurse coaching practice, it echoes into over into every other area of our life. So come for this interactive workshop. It's 30 bucks. You need to register. Link will be in the bio. Thank you. Welcome to the Successful Nurse Coach Podcast. On this podcast, Laura and Shelby both board-certified nurse coaches show you how to make as much money as you want in private practice as a nurse coach. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Successful Nurse Coach podcast. You have both of us here again today. This is Shelby and Laura, and we are going to talk about why you shouldn't be the perfect nurse coach. And I know some of you might be like clutching your pearls right now and (laughs) (laughs) panicking, but there is so much goodness that happens with taking perfectionism off the table. There's so much more action. There is maybe some messy action even, but this is literally how Laura and I have moved the needle forward over and over and over again in our business is that we don't hold ourselves to the standard of perfection. If if we did, you would not be listening to this podcast. <laughs> it would not exist because we we really didn't have the time or or the knowledge or the know-how to pull this off, but we just committed to figuring it out. So this is a this is a great example of how that can play out. Um, but yeah, Laura, any any beginning thoughts about perfectionism before we jump in here? Yeah. So I feel like nurses in general are perfectionists. I think it's part of our archetype. I don't know about you guys, but when I went to nursing school in California, the competition was insane. So like to get into nursing school, you were already being forced to get straight A's in California to even go to school. And so um, my whole nursing career started out in that high stress, cortisol loaded, got to be perfect, competitive space. And Um, yeah, I feel like you and I had really different experiences with nursing school. I mean, nursing school in Texas was competitive, but not nearly that, that steep. And I was perfectly okay with being a B student in nursing school, which is so interesting to look back on now because that's such a stressful time. But like, I didn't have it in me to be an A student in nursing school, to be honest. It's just... Mm -hmm not, not who I am as a person. I don't, I've never, never been a straight A student. Um, I do care about doing a, a good job, but yeah, someone who's like not a great test taker and has, uh, just some like learning anxieties. That was the way for me to win. That was the way for me to, mm. to move through it. Um, but for specifically nurse coaching here, like how perfectionism shows up. And I think that it's, 
a really direct reflection because not only did we have to have decent grades in nursing school, Laura had to have A's. I did not, but you have to have good enough grades to pass, right? But then when you get into the real world of nursing, you actually do have to be perfect. You cannot F up because someone could get seriously hurt or die. Like it's, I mean, it's pretty cutthroat. It's a pretty intense environment. And then we move into this new role as a nurse coach and we're still carrying that standard. Yeah. Still like that's still the bar and we have to deprogram a lot to, to like, no one's dying in the world of nurse coaching. It's just different. It's not as intense. There's, there's Mm -hmm. more freedom and more space um, to take some more messy action. Um, Yeah. So I just wanted to, to acknowledge that, that, we all come in with this standard of perfectionism. I think it varies from person to person, but we get to, we get to hold it and we get to untangle it. And that this is where hiring a coach can be really, really helpful as well. Cause if you don't have anyone yeah. kind of calling you out on this, you can get stuck super, super easy. Um, but yeah. we, we, we see this right out of the gate with our nurse coaches needing to have everything in their business done like setting up their LLC business bank accounts, their their bookkeeping software. They need to have everything with a pretty, pretty bow on it before they can connect with anybody or before they can even talk about coaching with anybody. They need to feel ready and feel complete to start marketing themselves in any sort of way. And Laura, I just want you to tell us why this is the wrong move, <laughs> why this is not the way... <laughs> not the way to attack it. I think, uh, well, here's the the two ways you could go. You could try to do everything in perfect order perfectly. And uh, yeah, like get your LLC, set up your bank account. You spend eight weeks choosing your business name because your business name has to be perfect. Then you hire a website developer to design a website about the coaching that you're not doing. And then you <laughs> have to have your Facebook then you have to have your Facebook be perfect and you have to get headshots. And now six months have gone by and you haven't coached anybody. And what business do you have? You have no business. So there's this, this, um, it's almost converse, right? It's like we teach serve coach every single week. Even if people are paying you on through Venmo with no website, no business checking account, and you're putting it into a spreadsheet and you're figuring it out like in the background, that works better. This is a better way to go because everything that you do in your business will revolve around your identity as a coach, your skill as a coach, and your experience as a coach. And if you back burner those three things, then you're creating a business that doesn't exist. Um, mm. And it's interesting. I mean, I had this happen to me because I couldn't do things until my website was done, but I didn't know how to create a website because I had no idea what it is that I did or who I helped. And so I was forced to make these decisions with bad guidance because I didn't have a coach at the time, spent thousands of dollars on a website that never created a client for me. And again, that was the perfectionism because I wanted people to think I was a perfect nurse coach the minute that they sat with me and perfect nurse coaches had websites that were fancy. (laughs) Listen, if we're calling you (laughs) out right now, it's with so much love. It's because we care. We care to not let you spin your wheels for longer than you have to. And nurse coaches want the linear process. They want the checklist. They want the protocol for success, like this cookbook recipe for private practice. 
And y'all, it just isn't real. That is not how it works. It's not how it works. It's not how it works, especially when you want to create an authentic brand that stands on its own two feet. Like there's just, yeah, there's just no part of it that it's like oil and water. They do not mix. And this is hard. This is hard for nurses because we are trained to have the answer. We are trained to be cool, calm, and collected. We are trained to be put together. Again, that really serves you in an ICU setting where you, where it's like you do have to be all of those things, but this is a different skill set. This is something new to lean into. And if you, if you kind of refuse to do this, I don't know any, I don't know any nurse coach that's success successful because they have it all together. I don't know any successful person who's successful because they have it all together. No, and if if they've perceived if you they portray that they're lying. <laughs> Seriously, like and and we could make up stories. Like I remember seeing other coaches that like on in the, looking at their websites and they had like beautiful professional photography and they had pictures from their own retreats and they had all the right things and I'm like, "Oh, I have to get there before I start." And it's like if we had gone and checked out the that coach same coach's first website, it wouldn't have looked like that, right? It's it's that's not the starting point. It's a place that you get to. You get to look perfect over time, but the in the background, that is not the way that it's built. It is not built with the feeling of of being perfect. Um, you know, you mentioned that nurse coaches want a linear checklist protocol experience when building their practice, but nurse coaching is primarily creative which by definition Mm -hmm. is going to be looped and not linear and everybody's order will be different. Everybody's tools will be different. Everybody's medium will be different. And so you kind of have to switch more into artist creative mindset as you create this business, which is the opposite of linear perfectionistic medical clinical perfectionism. It's, it's this other world. And for some of us, it was liberating to get step into that because it's what our souls wanted the whole time. Um, for others, it's it's hard because we're really hanging on to that identity, especially ex-military. I find ex-military, if you're ex-military and a nurse, it's even harder. Um, I just threw that one out there as an observation. So where we come from will make a difference of how easy or hard it is, but this is a creative process. This is a nonlinear, spacious, beautiful process where you can loop in so many other parts of yourself and it doesn't have to feel terrible. It just, it's not going to feel the way that your brain tells you it should. Right. And if you, if someone told me five years ago that I would have to be creative to be a coach, I would have mentally checked out on the spot because I didn't identify, (laughs) I didn't identify as a creative person. And I want to offer just a different, a different thought loop to choose there that if you are a nurse coach and and it speaks to your soul like oh my god this is what i've been looking for my whole nursing career this is amazing this is what i want you are creative it's going to look it's not yes. in the traditional like painting and music making and like what we think of cuz that's like where my my previous brain would have gone to uh, but it's you are helping your clients find creative solutions to reach their goals. Like that is so creative and it's, it's 
not exactly tangible, but you are already, if you have, you've gone through certification, you're good at this. You, you have the tools you need to yeah. be creative with people. And all of those ideas you have floating through your brain, the constant barrage of ideas that you have floating through your brain, that means you're creative, folks. If you have ideas keeping you up at night, if you have ideas hitting you in the shower, if you have ideas um, as you make dinner, you're a creative person. Yeah. Right. And as nurse coaches, we create something out of nothing. We literally are creators. When you create your business, it did not exist before. And there's no other business that will look like yours. It is it is original and it's you and you fuel it and you deserve to show up for that process without the the constant inner dialogue of this has to be perfect. I have to get an A+. Plus. I have to do things in an order. I got to checkbox everything. Like, just don't do that to yourselves. Like, get the high of creating your business out of nothing. It's so mm-hmm. fun. Um, not being perfect is so fun, by the way. Just going to say that. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I think perfectionism, it really boils down to like this all or nothing mindset, right? Which is very dangerous in in entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. I can't have it all figured out before I start that I'm not going to start at all. Like even saying that out loud, I hope that it feels crazy, right? Like, of course you can't have it all figured out before you start because that's just not how owning a business works. It's not really how life works in general. So I find that learning to live in the gray area or maybe even living in the world of color rather than black and white is a muscle that a lot of nurses have to build over time. This is something that I, (laughs) this is something that I think I have a handle on constantly. And then it'll, it'll like sneak back up again. And my coach and my therapist will be like, Hey, there it is again. There's your all or nothing thinking. And I'm like, gosh, dang it. Like what? Like I, it's so insidious and so sneaky. And this is, again, we're having a coach, having support. People that know you over an extended period of time can call you out. Because I've been a coach for mm, almost five years and almost four years, whatever it is. And it's still something that I work on. It's still something that I navigate. And had I not have people in my corner that can trend it and call me out and offer different perspectives... Like, I actually don't know where those thoughts would have led me. Like, there's no, there's just no telling. Um, And yeah, this is the all or nothing thinking is something I see in almost every single person that we work with. It is such a common thread, such a common thread for, for our clients. Yes. Right. And all or nothing is, is perfectionism at its darkest. Um, The other way we see perfectionism show up in nurse coaches and for ourselves is that you place professionalism and perfectionism over authenticity. And I know Shelby, you say this all the time. You say your message is in your mess, right? And what I feel like we do is we launch our private practice and we're trying to seem professional and relevant and important and trustworthy by showing up in this way that is more modeled after the professional medical clinician, which is not human, that you're not going to see doctors Mm. like MDs advertising for their, to fill their private practice by talking about their messy bathroom. 
right? Like they're <laughs> yeah. not going to share their mess. It's so it's the wrong model. Like take your mind, fo- take it away from conventional medicine for a second and, and focus it more towards the artistic world, the coaching world, the non-nurse coaching, just coaching industry. And you're going to see a different model of how to show up um, that we find works better because coaches aren't you don't hire a coach because they're perfect and they have it all figured out. You hire a coach because there's something about them that makes you realize that that you could do more than you're doing. Um, mm. So even finding your own model or your own self-concept that isn't modeled after the clinician that has alphabet soup after their name and has the most stuffy picture as their profile picture, like find find another way. Yeah. And I would imagine that if we asked people, we took a poll on who do you resonate with? Like who's someone that you really love to consume their content? It's people that are messy. Like most of the time, you know, like people that show up real and raw and in the mud. Uh, it's probably usually people that can show up real raw in the mud and find some sort of silver lining or growth mindset or something to like tap into of why it's all happening on purpose. Um, but that's why people are attracted yeah. to us. Like we get that feedback all the time of you. You make nurse coaching feel accessible, that it's real. It feels authentic. Um, and that like, I can also show up as myself because you show up as yourself, which. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that means so much more to me than like showing up in professional clothes and conveying that nurse coaching is this like stuffy thing. Cause it's just not, it's just so not. Yeah. You, as you were describing that, like another gift that comes from this that I don't think we talk about a lot and we weren't planning on talking about it in this episode, but okay. Facing your perfectionism head on permeates every other area of your life. It will change you forever. It's not going to just change you in your private practice. But once like, you know, we've been doing this for a while. We, by all external metrics, we have a successful business. I'm moving across the country. My husband's getting his real estate license. We're getting into real estate investing. I have no idea what I'm doing and I don't care. I will still go talk to anybody, show up authentically. I don't give a shit. And so I know I'll be successful at real estate investing as well because I don't need to be perfect when I'm new. Like it's so valuable. I mean, people would pay hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars if we could bottle this one shift into a pill and offer it that, hey, guess what? You don't have to be perfect to be successful. And by the way, the faster that you squash that belief, it'll happen. It's Mm -hmm. like the gravity of this is just starting to hit me because this is so much more important than any money that we've ever made. It's just (laughs) like, it's so much more important than that, right? Yeah. Well, and then like, I know people can't see you on camera right now, but like you're smiling, you're light, like the, the, the learning and being new and the leaning into that space, you're finding joy in it. And there's like not all this weird pressure for it to be, for it to be everything, to be successful, to be your metric of self, self self-worth on how fast you can figure this out. Like it's just a more fun space to be in. And I think the when we can tap into the fun, the excitement, the messiness of it all, again, that it happens faster. If that, if we try to control it and box it and line it up in a pretty little line, like it's just, if you, I think 
any person who's made any money as an entrepreneur will tell you that of just like, just get started. Yes. Don't worry about it being perfect. That's probably a resounding advice that you would get if you talk to many different people in many different fields. But I think maybe it's important to touch on Laura to like where it all came from. Like what, where do we learn it? (laughs) Where, where does perfectionism come from? Cause I, I think it can come from a few different, few different ways. Yeah. I love my perfectionism story and it'll show my age. And so those of you out there that are in your forties, I'm super excited if, if you know what I'm talking about, but when I was younger from, I, I guess probably from like age eight to 12, I'm guessing, I don't know what time in there. So I don't know what years, somewhere in the eighties, possibly. Oh my gosh, that's crazy that that was that long ago. Anyway, um, <laughs> there was a, a movie about Nadia Kamenich and Nadia Kamenich was the first competitive gymnast to ever earn a 10, to earn a perfect score in a competition. And there's a old movie about her life story. And I was captivated by this life story because I wanted to be a gymnast. I used to be a competitive acrobat as one of my many, many lives I've lived. And I wanted to be a competitive gymnast at that age. And the whole essence of that movie was that this is the essence that I, my little brain drew is that if you become singularly focused, if you suffer, if you give up everything, then you too can get a perfect 10 and you too can be, can arrive. And that was success. And that was who I wanted to be. And that is how my brain, that was the neural pathway that my brain hung on to. And holy shit, did that movie mess me up? Like, really, truly, it stole so much joy from my childhood. I'm not even exaggerating. Um, I didn't unpack this till much later in my life, but even a movie or a book or a TV program or our parents saying that they look fat in the mirror, like where do these things mm-hmm. get seated? It is, it is important to like self-reflect and find that. Uh, and then I also would never let my daughter watch this movie. Like seriously, I would never let You'd have to be 18 to watch this movie, in my opinion, <laughs> so that it's not it's not uh, drilled into you at such a young age that being perfect is the goal. Right. And that, like, what – it's not random, but, like, what a small moment in time to ripple into your whole life and affect everything. Yeah. For years. That's mind-blowing to me and – as someone with, with a little girl, I'm like, God, she's never watching TV ever, <laughs> ever again. Never. <laughs> um, yeah. So that I think is, again, if we, we are talking to you right now and you're like, Ooh, I'm, I'm a perfectionist or I have these perfectionist tendencies. I would pause and get curious, call, call a coachy friend, have them hold some space for you and see if you can trace it back. Um, and some other ways that we see, perfectionism arise is that it's that it's a trauma response in in a form of control and and there's a lot of ways that this could stem from from a trauma response but like if you if you came from an unstable home life growing up and you had to perform or to act a certain way to receive love or to receive acknowledgement um then that kind of snowballs into the rest of your adulthood Um, as a form of control that I think that society 
complements and fuels perfectionism, especially here in the U.S. There's this performance culture that we've all just agreed is okay. And if you are the straight A student, if you are by by beauty standards considered pretty or athletic and you get complimented for those things, then your self-worth can get tied up and you don't have any self-worth outside of these other external things. So if those things shift or change, then what does that do to your self-worth, right? It can, it can totally tank it. So like I'm, I'm, those are like pretty big points that deserve a lot more attention than we're going to give it here. But again, just, just some ideas to throw out here to, to reflect and possibly journal on is in, in, for myself, like I'm trying to trying to reflect here just in the moment of I was I've always been like okay as a B student and then as like good enough. There have been moments in my life that um I've held my health to like an unattainable standard, but I feel like with time and friends and therapy, I was able to to combat them pretty decently, but uh like the, how this is showing up in my life right now is that, you know, my husband just went back to work. It has completely shifted our day-to-day life. It's completely shifted like the capacity that I have for coaching in our business. And I have found myself in the past week thinking, well, I don't feel completely and perfectly supported yet. So I can't do anything. Like I just have to put the brakes Mm. on everything. And that's just, it's not true. Like I, (laughs) my, my kiddo, we, we were sick. So she wasn't able to go to school, but now she's able, we're like back in our routine, right? The routine is coming. The predictability is coming. So there will be more space for me. But like that for the past two weeks has been a really big, a really big barrier for me of like, how am I going to continue to operate at this capacity and this speed if I don't feel supported and the reality of it is, is like, I'm, this is life. We have to learn. We have to learn. It's not always going to be perfect. Rob's not always going to be home to pick up uh, the background stuff for me. So I had to find a different way through that is different than I originally planned for. Um, Again, you can see how this can wear many different masks. It can take on many different forms. And again, how important it is to have someone to help you through these things. And especially when you're new in business, like it, like those things can all feel so real. They can all be so real and they can, and it's not that they're not real, but it's just, we have to find a way through or around or over or under to get traction. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that and like relating that particular human experience to I'm not perfectly supported, so I can't do anything. And I'm not, you know, that can show up in so many ways. And you guys, when you're starting a business, all the things, it doesn't matter what the crack is, what the trauma is, what the pain points are, what the the insecurities are, they're bubbling to the surface and they're going to want to be looked at and you can't get around it because we can only take your clients as deep as they're willing to go. So it's also this beautiful experience of excavating and exploring what doesn't serve you anymore and changing the way that you think. And um, 
one of the ways that perfectionism can show up for nurse coaches is in the comparison game. And I call this being the comparison asshole because um, I've done this so many times where if I'm not number one, then I'm failing. So then I begin to desire to be number one and I resent people who beat me or score higher or earn more or win me in a race or do more reps than me at the gym. Like it can, right? It's it's everywhere. If you begin to only get your self-worth from being number one, if you're competitive, um, that can steal so much joy also from this process because you can't, uh, nurses, nurse coaches cannot compare each other, uh, compare themselves to one another. It's like apples and oranges, truly. Like this is, there's nobody that's going to do what you do. You're, you, it's, it's only you. You have to create your own worth. There's no competition. Um, and so this, the perfectionism can come up as you maybe resenting your classmate that you graduated with for seemingly being ahead of you. And mm-hmm. that doesn't feel good to harbor those thoughts. And it doesn't feel good to not be happy for other people when they're killing it. You know, right. and perfectionism can drive you to that space too. Yes. Yes. And also I think that this, <laughs> I think nurse coaches are actually pretty good at this of like combating mean girl culture, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Because the reality is when one of us is winning, that ripples into all of us are winning in some capacity. And we don't like know how that plays out in real time, but eventually like each one of us that moves the needle forward for nurse coaching, each one of us that signs a new client, each one of us that gets the cool um, CEOs at the hospital to say yes to, to coaching or whatever it is like that, that's a win for everyone. That's a win for everybody. Um, and it, it doesn't, I mean, that's something that we, I think that nurse coaches have the awareness of like, Ooh, I'm having these feelings and they don't feel good. I want to be supportive of my colleague, of my peer. Like how do I, how do I shed this old conditioning to where like, if they're winning, I'm somehow. Yeah. So that's something right. I'm really proud yeah, of our you community look- for. Yeah. Well, I mean, certified and trained nurse coaches are already badasses in so many ways. Because if you've gone through cert, like you've already done a lion's share of the work around a lot of these these thoughts and these feelings. But I love that you say that everybody wins. It's all boats rise. It's one of the books we love to give our clients. You know, when you win, I win. And if you do something that hasn't been done before, then you're just paving the, the way for other nurse coaches to do the same. And that's what nurse coaching is. It is, we are pioneering an entire new specialty in nursing. This is a big deal, what we're doing. And we need Mm -hmm. everybody. We cannot compare. I mean, there's just no, like, let's just put this out of, out there into the universe that we, we don't have the luxury of comparing ourselves to other nurse coaches because we have so much freaking work to do. (laughs) Yeah. So true. (laughs) There's much, much better areas to be spending your energy on that are way more productive for mm-hmm. sure. For sure. Uh, so, okay, Laura, what's the loophole? How do we get out of this? Like if we are <laughs> talking to a room full of perfectionists, like what is the first step that we, we offer people um, so that they can begin to entertain new thoughts around, around this stuff. Mm. I love to tell people to be a B minus, like commit hard to being the best B minus that you can be, which will then create more joy 
It will create more self-compassion. You will take more action. Uh, like if you're doing a project and you, you're assessing, you're like, yeah, it's like a solid B. That's when you execute. Do not wait for the project to be an A+. Do not wait for your website to be an A+, before you hit post. Um, if you're a mother, holy smokes, when I decided to be a mediocre mom and, and aim for a B minus or a B, a B grade, motherhood became so much better and I became a better mother. I wasn't stealing so much damn joy from myself with the guilt. So if, mm. if you're used to being a perfectionist, if you're used to getting A's, how would life change if you rocked a solid B in every area of your life? How, how much joy would that provide and relief? Yeah. I feel like I can breathe deeper even just after you saying that of like, man, if, if your house was cl- a B, a B level clean, if, if the, if the floors <laughs> were B level clean, if dinners were a B level of healthy, like, you know, like what, what other space and time does that open up for you to like actually enjoy your life? God forbid that we actually have a little fun <laughs> here. <laughs> yeah. And I think that all of this to be said, like, let's not, let's not miss the point here, right? You're creating your business to work for you, not the other way around. You, there is this, uh, all nurse coaches who want to do private practice have a certain level of intentionality floating around in their brain that they want to live life on their own terms, which hopefully includes more fun, more freedom, and just more space. So if we can not miss that point along the way, you're allowed to have fun before you are making a full-time income, by the way. Your fun can happen (laughs) before. Mm. You know, Evan, my husband who listens to this, and he often reflects, he's like, do you remember when I told you when I had gotten my first few clients and the excitement that I felt, he told me, Laura, slow down. Like, I want you to enjoy this. This is mm-hmm. a moment to remember that a lot of people don't ever get. And I remember that really clearly. He probably won't remember saying it to me, but he's really good at making me pause and reflect and and see the gift in the moment, even if it feels like a struggle. Um, and our perfectionistic brains can sometimes not leave the bandwidth for those moments. And I'm really grateful mm-hmm for that, for the the time and space to be present and enjoy the B as opposed to always striving for the A and postponing happiness and fulfillment until I get there. Yeah. Well, oh, even, yes. Even, <laughs> you, you did this the other day for us, Laura, and this is the last story I'll tell before we wrap up, but we, what were we, I don't even remember what we were doing, but you – we were talking about, I don't know, one of our endless to-do lists that we have going on. And you're just like, can we just, can we just like pat ourselves on the back? Because we're doing a really good job. Like we're doing a really good job. And I just want to like take that in for a second. And I was like, I've never heard you say that <laughs> before. Like, in, in, <laughs> So like, it, it, yay, Laura. It, yeah, I, I see, I see how, and, and, and again, this is to point out that like, there's not going to be 
Well, there might be a giant breakthrough on your perfectionism, but it's a series of breakthroughs over time. And just like Mm -hmm. peeling back the new layer of the onion, creating that safe space in your body to be able to celebrate. Like there's, oh my God, there's just so much to to talk about in relation to that. But I wanted to, I wanted to bookmark that moment because I see it. I see the work like paying off for, for you in real time. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And <laughs> your shoulders go down a little bit and you don't clench yeah. your jaw so damn much. And it's just, it's also nice on the body to not be a perfectionist. <laughs> your body will, will thank you. Um, and for, for you guys out there before we close that are perfectionists, that you're going to be like, I know we're going to get messages to be like, oh my God, I'm so glad that I listened to this episode. This is exactly what I needed to hear. Yes. It's exactly what I need to hear as well. Right. It's a practice. We don't arrive. Um, we just practice this. We practice being a bee. We practice putting things into perspective. We practice uh, letting go of our jaw and um, enjoying the hell out of this ride that we've decided to take in private practice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, team. So if you are, if we are talking to you, come find us. Come out yourself. Come be seen in our Facebook group. We would love to connect with you. The Successful Nurse Coaches. You can find us there. You can also find us on Instagram, but we are much more active in our Facebook group. And let us start supporting you. Like, don't don't feel like you got to figure this out. Don't be the perfectionist that feels like they got to figure out their perfectionism before they come make themselves known in our community. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we will be seeing all of you in the next one. Bye. Absolutely. Have a great rest of your day. Bye.